Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Friday, December 22nd. Happy Abilities Day, which is meant to celebrate people with disabilities and, oh man, raise awareness. Now, y'all know how little use I have for the raise awareness crowd, mostly because that's what they do instead of actually trying to fix the problem. It's what they call unearned moral superiority. For part of my 11 years in mental health, I work directly with people with developmental disabilities, MR and CP and the like, and their families. So I think I have at least a tenuous grasp on what those folks are capable of, and what's in the hearts of the people that literally get their hands dirty taking care of them. So take my word for it, contrary to popular belief, mental retardation and stupidity are not the same thing. Not at all. I've known some fairly impressive folks with low IQs, and I've known some PhDs I wouldn't trust to take care of a pet, let alone a human being. Brain power's got zero to do with your value. But try explaining that to your typical B-System busybody who always knows what's best for you and everybody else. The ones that want to segregate or sterilize or outright execute anybody they consider icky, like the autistics or homeschoolers or guys with mullets. I heard this one dude say hell is being trapped with a social worker who's just trying to help. It ain't, but I get it. And speaking of villains who think they're the hero, today is also the anniversary of the overthrow of Nicolae Ceausescu in 1989, who as president of Romania murdered about 20,000 disabled children, which again, met a lot of social workers with the same idea. When Reagan called the Soviets the evil empire, this Grinch is probably who he had in mind. Of course, Ceausescu was executed on December 25th. So, joy to the world, y'all. Our reading for today is Zechariah 2, 1 through 3, 10, Revelation 13, 1 through 18, Psalm 141, 1 through 10, and Proverbs 30, 18 through 20. So if y'all are ready, social worker says, what time is it? Dude says, I don't know, I ain't wearing a watch. Social worker says, well, the important thing is we're talking about it. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, so yesterday on the 21st in the Old Testament, we started a new book. We read Zechariah 1, 1 through 21. And the book of Zechariah was probably written in two segments between 520 and 470 BC. And his name means Yahweh has remembered. And they don't know much about Zechariah except he was a priest and a prophet and was a contemporary of Zerubbabel and the prophet Haggai. So right about the time they finally got to work on the temple. And the Old Testament doesn't say it, but in Matthew, Jesus mentions him by name as being murdered by the Jewish leadership. He says, I am sending you prophets and sages and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all the righteous blood that has been shed on earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. And it makes sense, because in verse 2, right out the gate, he's making trouble. He gets a word from the Lord and tells all the Jewish leadership that the Lord has been sore displeased with your fathers. And God says not to be like your fathers, but to turn unto me. So he's already calling them out. And three months later, he gets a vision. He says, I saw by night, and behold, a man riding upon a red horse. And he stood among the myrtle trees that were in the bottom, and behind him were their red horses, speckled in white. And Zechariah doesn't exactly know what he's looking at, but fortunately there was an angel there to explain these. 
He says, these are they whom the Lord hath sent to walk to and fro through the earth. Well, okay, what'd y'all find? Well, behold, all the earth sitteth still and is at rest. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long wilt thou not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah, against which thou hast had indignation these threescore and ten years? And some commentaries say this is a Christophany an appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament, because of the angel of the Lord lying and because he petitions God directly about having mercy. But I don't know. But the Lord answered him and said, I am jealous for Jerusalem and for Zion, and I am very sore displeased with the heathen that are at ease. For a while I was only a little displeased, but then they helped forward the affliction, as if I needed any help. So now I'm unhappy with them. And I'm back, and we're going to build my house again. Then Zechariah says, I lifted up mine eyes and saw and beheld four horns which the angel said are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. And the opinion among the Jews themselves, both the ancient and modern Jews, is that the four horns are the Babylonian, Persian, Grecian, and Roman empires, namely the empires alluded to by the four beasts in Daniel 7. So this is a really prophetic verse. Then he says, And the Lord shewed me four carpenters. Okay, what's that about? Well, these are come to fray them, to cast out the horns of the Gentiles, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. So why carpenters? I mean, four of them I get, one for each spirit of the Gentiles. But why carpenters? Is it cause we're building the temple? Does it have something to do with Jesus being a carpenter? Because that has implications, not the least of which is that Jesus came to overthrow first the spirit of the world and then soon the literal world government. But why use a carpenter for that? And some commentaries say the horns were of iron. And carpenters can also mean blacksmiths, but that implies working them and turning them into something else, not overthrowing. And the text doesn't say that anyway, so I'm not buying it. But that's as far as we read. And this carpenter thing is going to bug me for the rest of my life until somebody clues me in about what it is. (laughs) It's interesting that the Lord uses craftsmen and carpenters to trouble and destroy the four horns that come against Jerusalem. These carpenters, these craftsmen are skilled. They're skilled for life, and they're more than conquerors. Just like Jesus is a carpenter that took down the God of this world and brings about a new creation, which is us. And in the New Testament, we read Revelation 12, 1-17. And this is about the woman, the man-child, and the dragon. And I'm sorry to do this to you, but I got to read the first six whole verses. <laughs> and it starts out, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars, which is basically what Joseph saw in his dream back in Genesis. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. Now everybody wants to make this woman the church that gets protected in the wilderness during the trib. But I don't buy this either. Number one, The church is the lampstands that have been in heaven since chapter 4, I think. And B, the church is the bride of Christ and is always presented as a virgin. But here, she's pregnant. So, uh uh-oh. And third, you can say this is a new metaphor, 
and Revelation isn't always chronological, and maybe this is some kind of an immaculate conception, and there's a precedent for that, but the man-child she brings forth rules all nations with a rod of iron, and that's obviously the Messiah, or possibly the church, which some folks make the case for, but I'm going to go with Messiah. And if she's the church, she can't bring forth the Messiah. Jesus came first. If anything, he brought the church forth. Also, the child gets caught up to heaven to the throne of God, like at the ascension, or maybe the rapture if you go with the church theory. So the woman here is Israel, who gives us the Messiah and or the church. And even though the woman and God have had a rocky relationship, she's still beloved. And God prepares a place in the wilderness for her to wait out the three and a half year period of the trib when it gets really bad. Probably Petra is my understanding. And the dragon is obviously Satan. The seven heads and ten horns and the third of heaven give that away. So don't fall into the trap of thinking God was done with Israel. That when Israel rejected her Messiah, she forfeited the promises to her. And these promises have now devolved upon the church, thus becoming the new Israel, the spiritual Israel. That's called replacement theology, and it's not biblical. Israel is not out of the game. They're just on hold right now during the church age in this gap between Daniel's 69th and 70th weeks. Because number one, God's promises were unconditional and they will be fulfilled. And B, Paul stresses in Romans that God's not done with Israel yet. Anyway, verse seven, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And all that sounds terrifying. But at least Satan's outnumbered two to one, and he loses. The bad news is, all of them get cast down to earth for good. And verse 10, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. And I'm not sure who they is, but it sounds like the post-church saints, because the blood of the Lamb saves humans, not angels. Plus, I'm not sure angels can even die. So this is definitely talking about the tribulation persecution. In verse 12, Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth he hath but a short time. And earth and sea sounds like the Gentile world to me. And it's going to be bad because Satan knows he's only got a couple years left. And verse 13, And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. There's that time, times, and half a time phrase again, meaning three and a half years. So why persecute Israel? Why keep at it if he knows he's lost? Well, vengeance for one thing, but also the main prerequisite for Christ's return is for Israel to ask him to, which we'll get to. But the devil thinks if he can get rid of the Jews, they can never accept Jesus as the Messiah, and he gets to have earth forever. It won't work, but he still thinks he's got a shot. And verse 15, And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth, and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, 
which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And I don't know what this flood is, but the earth itself helped save the woman from it. And y'all remember how I'm so fascinated with how God likes to personify the earth all the time? Well, here's where it pays off. But that's all we read. And this chapter follows right after the announcement that the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ, and he will reign forever. That's when the temple opens and we see the ark. And then in Psalms, we read Psalm 140, 1 through 13. And that's a Psalm of David to the chief musician. It says, deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man. And that's the big idea here. He's probably talking about Saul or Doeg or some other enemy. David never ran out of problems. And he kind of alternates between asking for help and praising God for the help he knows will come by faith, which is a good pattern to emulate. Yeah, David covers all bases. He prays for help, vengeance, and then with a constant reminder that God is the Lord, and he's good, and he can be trusted. And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs 30, verse 17, which says, The eye that mocketh at his father, and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. So darn, don't do that. Do the opposite of that. But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for December 22nd is Zechariah 2.1-3.10. I lifted up mine eyes again, and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. Then said I, Whither goest thou? And he said unto me, To measure Jerusalem, to see what is the breadth thereof, and what is the length thereof. And behold, the angel that talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him and said unto him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls, for the multitude of men and cattle therein. For I, saith the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about, and will be the glory in the midst of her. Ho, ho, come forth, and flee from the land of the north, saith the Lord. For I have spread you abroad as the four winds of the heaven, saith the Lord. Deliver thyself, O Zion, that dwellest with the daughter of Babylon. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, After the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. For he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. For behold, I will shake mine hand upon them, and they shall be a spoil to their servants. And ye shall know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. For lo, I come, and I will dwell in the midst of thee, saith the Lord. And many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and shall be my people. And I will dwell in the midst of thee. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto thee. And the Lord shall inherit Judah his portion in the Holy Land, and shall choose Jerusalem again. Be silent, O all flesh, before the Lord, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. Chapter 3 And he shewed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments, and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. And I said, Let them set a fair mitre upon his head. So they set a fair mitre upon his head, and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house. 
and shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant the branch. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall ye call every man his neighbor, under the vine and under the fig tree. And our reading in the New Testament for December 22nd is Revelation 13, 1-18. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, and his seat, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast, and they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds, and tongues, and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. And our reading in Psalms for December 22nd is Psalm 141, 1-10. A Psalm of David. Lord, I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. And let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness. And let him reprove me, it shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. 
But mine eyes are unto thee, O God the Lord. In thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me, and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst that I would all escape. And our reading in Proverbs for December 22nd is Proverbs 30, 18-20. There be three things which are too wonderful for me, yea, four which I know not, the way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. Such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth, and saith, I have done no wickedness. And that's it for the 22nd. All right, y'all, let's do that 30-second meditation. Today's prayer is on Ecclesiastes 3.2, which says a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. So hit the 30-second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on the wheat and the tares, because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, Jesus gave us a parable about the enemy sowing tares in the farmer's field much the same as you plant your church in the world in spite of the tares of the children of Satan. Right now, they must all be left side by side, for you promised wrath for the world only and not your church. But the time will come soon when Jesus will return to collect his bride and execute righteous judgment on those who've earned it. We pray that all who can be saved before that day will come to Jesus. In his name, amen. Okay. That's all the Bible yallin' I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody listening and let this podcast be helpful to them somehow. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like Bible Y'all and you want to support it, best thing y'all can do is to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squaw and all our friends and family. And if you got any prayer requests, email them to BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you ain't going to make things any better, just try not to make them any worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Darn, just felt creepy reading that.